Great to be back, Hoops Capital Pod, brought to you by Harvey Norman and powered by Rode. We're excited to have our, our listeners back with us. And for those of you unaware, you can also tune into this bad boy with some visuals on this Kings and Flames YouTube channel. Any complaints uh, about this podcast going forward, you can slide them into our guest's DMs. He's with <laughs> us here. Next uh, shooting star, superstar Alex Tui. Great Ooh. to have you in the building, man. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. Whoa, you sound excited. It's a pleasure. Um, pleasure to have you here in this little kingdom we're building. Thank you. In the Hoops Cup. I've world. heard a lot. I've heard a lot of things about the podcast. What have you heard? I've heard it's very informative. I think right. people come out with a lot of learning. Okay, yeah, good. Right. It's, like, it's like school of the air sort of thing, isn't it? We'll teach you. I, yeah. d- I don't know what they could possibly be learning, but... Mate, um, Tui... A lot of raps, a lot of PR rapping around you at the moment. What's going on? What do you? Who's your PR agent? I actually don't have one. I don't. might need. I might need after all the requests I'm about to get coming through about the podcast, though. <laughs> That'd be slammed after this, man. Filter them. Well, I saw an, a post during the week from the NBL, and they called you perfect. Did you see that? I didn't see that, but that makes sense. Why someone at training just kept calling Mister Perfect yesterday? I can't was? remember who it was, but. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That sounds like it's coming in from the fake news cycle. Yeah, I reckon so. It's coming out <laughs> of the NBL. But, um, no, the there was a the rugby player, John Eels, former Wallaby captain, goal kicker, extraordinaire, and um, his nickname was Nobody because uh, they used to say he was perfect and nobody's perfect. So we might yeah. have you might be a, you might be wearing that one for a little while as well, mate. Mm, be careful. We'll see. We'll see. But it's good to have you here, mate. It's great to have you here. What What'd you do today, man? I reckon I have, I have one guess for our, for yeah. our listeners only. That. The young man's come in with a bridge climb Sydney hat, <laughs> which comes in with a perfect clip on the back, so you don't lose, so you don't you lose that? the hat in your ear. Or they kind of like strap it onto this big bungee cord on the back of you, right? And you get you can get sunglasses as well if you'd like. And you didn't. I didn't. Hey, is well, that your first time up there? First time. Oh. Yeah. So you grew up in Canberra, right? Yeah. If there was a bridge climb in Canberra, what would it be climbing? Ooh, I say it's got to be Parliament House. Okay. I think like, yeah, that's a real big structure. Um, Five minute walk. (laughs) You can climb one of our bridges as well, but it's just a flat 20 meter skip across the pond. But what about the Carillion? Maybe, or the spot, the tower up on the Tower, Telstra Tower. Telstra Tower. Yeah. Yeah. Telstra Tower, you just walk around the top. Yeah. Belcon and Maccas. Belcon and Maccas, yeah. The I went to uni in Canberra. You know that? UC? Yeah, UC. Yeah. Together? Did you go together? Yeah. No, I didn't. No. You didn't go there? Good town, man. Good town. It's yeah. legit. Yeah, it is good town. It gets a bad rap. Yeah, From unfairly. Who? Everyone I think outside of Canberra. Everyone outside of Canberra because it doesn't have a beach. It's not like a massive city. It's not like a major city, I guess you could call it. A lack of vibes. Yeah, that's what people think. But I, I was oh. from there, so I didn't know any different. Um, but coming to Sydney, I can under, I can see how people... Oh, so you're off Canberra too. No, I'm still, I'm still a Canberra boy. I'm still a Canberra boy. <laughs> I see I what love... everyone was talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm not coming back. <laughs> no, I definitely love Canberra. I'll always go back. Family's still there. Yeah. So Where are the vibes though, man? What's the, what's the secret sauce for those Canberra haters? I yeah. think the south side. I'm from the south side, I think. Really? Yeah, Canberra's growing north. South is a bit older. Um, north where like the main city is and they got a, a light rail or a train coming in. A light we, rail. It's the biggest talk of the town. We get a train coming. That's um, awesome, man. I'm happy for them. Yeah. That's the best the feature thing. of Canberra is the fact that every little suburb has a place called shops. Mm. 
you know, and the little strip mall where you go and get your stuff at yeah. your can bar shops or, you know, you name the suburb, there's shops, there's yeah. shops there, yeah. That's pretty good. Well, it's exciting, man. Hopefully that south side light rail comes sooner rather than later. Absolutely. And then everyone in Australia will have to bite their tongue when they're So let's rock through the fashion statement today, mate. I'm, I'm a big appreciator of the purple Hawaiian shirt. Very grateful for that. Thank you. Thank you for putting that out there. No worries. Very inspired by yourself. Thank you. That's what I like to do. A sartorial, sartorial inspiration is what I'm seeking in my yeah. life. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Clearly, it's not working with Jordy. <laughs> what are you lumberjacking? What's this? This is a Dubs, Dubs clothing number who yeah. have taken very good care of me. They're the bee's knees. Hang on. Are you claiming you got a sponsor now? Just a personal shout out. Shameless. Wow. Jeez. Well, I didn't, I'm going I didn't the, say anything, I'm, I'm but this is brought to you by Dubs. I'm going the, uh, the golf, yeah, golf, look, uh, golf official look today. Much classier well. than normal. You're normally in a Hawaiian number as well. I know. I had a meeting today in the city with a very important individual, so I had to actually get dressed up properly. So yeah. I am capable of it occasionally. Well, the proof is in the pudding. Exactly right. Looking sharp with the masters. Exactly right. Hat. <laughs> um, that's a flex. Definitely. That's, you know, that's definitely a flex. We are or we aren't sponsored by the masters yet. Uh, we're not. No, I don't think they sponsor anyone. I think you sponsor them. That was a meeting it. you had, right? You were talking to the Masters about trying <laughs> yeah, to get, well they, get them on board. Well, I, they, I played the Masters five or six times. They want me to yeah. come back. <laughs> <laughs> Alumni program. Yeah, of course. Of course. Anyway, so the, you got the Masters, then you got the next stars. It's kind of the two opposite end of the extreme. Mm. So you're a so – do, you, do you get a tattoo or something as an next star? Is it like an elite club now amongst you guys? Yeah, they shave your head and they put a barcode at the back. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> And that's what the up. scouts, the scouts, they come and they scan the barcode and it's your height, your weight, everything's listed. Do they check your teeth? No. They check your, oh, I don't know. They did, they do like a, some test or oh. something. I'm Give sure. us a smile. Contractor. Open wide. That's league bound. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, so, so next stars now, but so you, tell us about, you know, you and the basketball journey and just give us a little bit of background on you. Cause it, it's not that long ago, given that you're all of 14 years old. So it's, it's uh, great to be working with young children again. It's fantastic. I must say. Yeah. A lot of years you weren't allowed to. That's now right. we're back on. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. I like these new laws that allow you <laughs> oh, to exploit children. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, it is weird. Cause it, in the terms of basketball career, like I guess typically it would be a long time ago, but in my circumstances, it was pretty recent. Um, I, so what I remember, I kind of always played basketball a little bit. Um, the NBL wasn't really on TV as much in my household or maybe just during that time. So I didn't really watch it growing up. No cannons, mate. No Canberra cannons. Yeah. No, nah, unfortunately. They had the Canberra Gunners, which is where my brother eventually played for. Mm. But it's probably my brother that first kind of got me into it and he'd just play at school and um, whenever in the backyard, he'd be shooting baskets. So I kind of just tagged along with that and then... Older sister played a bit as well. Mum and dad never played, um, but mum was my first basketball coach, actually. So she claims that all the time, which she's very proud of. And then um, kind of just kept at it a little bit, just club basketball, school basketball. And then maybe 12, 13, around then, there was a national camp at the AIS. So kind of drove into that, and that was the first kind of high-performance um, environment. Were, were you invited or you just turned up? They, they kind of invite, they invite a few okay. people oh. and it, they sometimes it's, sometimes it's just a camp for development otherwise. Um, and then sometimes it's a trial for yeah. like an under 15s team. And that's what it was at the time. And I made this team, which was awesome, but unfortunately I broke my wrist. So I couldn't get to play. And then 
that was a bit disappointing. But like fast forward a year and a half, the NBL COVID was going on. So the NBL was kind of locked down a little bit. Um, so they couldn't. You're 13 and a half years old. No, I wasn't. This is a few years later. So this is like. <laughs> I was going to say now I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm aging out real fast here. No, yeah. this is when I was. 15, so I'd been... Oh, that makes me feel better. It's, yeah. it's terrific. 15, no, 16. I'm going to like yesterday. Recently, yeah. yeah. Um, but got invited to the Centre of Excellence in Canberra where you live there, play basketball, as as Geordie would know. Um, it's a very professional environment. And then my first few months there, the COVID was going on a little bit, so the NBL players couldn't play in one of the Boomers games. So they kind of basically picked all these... 17 18 year olds mm. to play in this game in New Zealand so um that was played, in Brisbane right it was in Cairns against New Zealand Cairns. um yeah. so we went up there and yeah we had the time of our lives but it was funny just like how young the whole team was I think it's the youngest boomers team ever and it it's crazy it's technically a boomers team but it was just like an under 19s team pretty much so right. that was the first time I actually represented Australia and it was when I was like 16 with the <laughs> national team technically which was pretty funny it's scary. Someone had to. Yeah. And so, you, you yeah. pivot that into some hoop summit action right before how that was after that or? Yeah. So that was kind of early in my time at the NBA Academy in the center of excellence. And then stayed there for two years, played in the NBL one East, um, bunch of training. And then towards the last six months of my time there, that's when the, the hoop summit came around and yeah, that was awesome. Going to America, Getting a bunch of free clothes was a big say, bonus. How was the swag? It was all right. Oh, unreal! I only played like six minutes, but I got so many clothes. It was worth it anyway. <laughs> um, and like meeting new people and seeing all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. not a lot of opportunity. That wasn't exactly what parlayed into some college interest. That what was that? How did that drum up? Yeah. So college was kind of. So I committed to Gonzaga before that. I committed after a tournament we had when I was end of year eleven. Um, and that was in America and Atlanta as an NBA Academy games where a few American teams and we had our Australian guys and that's kind of where I first got on the scene and started getting a few offers from that. Um, and then like thought about that for a while, ended up committing, um, to Gonzaga and then did the hoop summit and stuff after that. Right. So that was after. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, obviously you didn't end up at Gonzaga. So how was that? Obviously, that would have been a difficult process, but how did how did that unfold for you? And how come now you're here? Why do we have to now deal with you? <laughs> Thanks, Jordy. <laughs> um, no, it was it was hectic. So I committed reasonably early in the cycle. So I think I committed like at least more than eight, kind of maybe like a year before when I was supposed to head over. Um, mm. So there's a lot of time in between committing visiting so I visited before I committed so I went to the school and it was really nice like the facilities are unreal um you would have been there coming from St Mary's played them a few times yep I'm sure they have a few stories about that but like facilities are unreal love the coach um yeah everything was sick and then there's a long period of time where um just corresponding with them talking with them and I think some things kind of shifted with the team some some adjustments went on and then by the time I was supposed to go over, we kind of were still 100% in and then um, some things shifted. We talked to a few people and um, some things that were initially going to be looked at in my p 
position and um, some stuff on the team shifted and then talking to some of the staff, I kind of felt that it wasn't going to be suited to me as much as it was when I first decided to commit there. Um, and then got in touch with the Kings and the Next Star program as well after that. And they had, um, like you've obviously seen Giddy and stuff, I've been seeing that go on, which was cool. And then the opportunity that came up at Sydney, um, I kind of couldn't really say no to. So that was big for me. And I think the Next Star's program is great, but I was just big on knowing what team I'd be going to and um, where I'd be fitting in and how that would all work. So I think it was a great coincidence that Sydney is close to Canberra, close to home, and the whole organisation um, has just been great working with them the whole time. And then, yeah, here we are. Here we are. Represent. Doing a pod. And all those letters I wrote to Gonzaga shitting all over you worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got him. He's a bad kid. He's, <laughs> He's he failed person. school. He, oh. Awful things. I wrote every, made up every bad story I could about you. Wrote Found so all your old tweets. <laughs> yeah. So clearly my cutting plan worked. It's fantastic. No, mate, it's uh, it's good to have you here. But, Geordie, the Next Stars program is really – we talked about it on the pod with um, with uh, Jalen, you know, and mm. it's kind of – it's growing legs now and, you know, but it's, it's it's interesting to me that there's a huge amount of focus on it. How does that, how does that roll from a mid-veteran or, a you know, a player of some seniority um. now – is it a good thing to be calling you an old take man? Take the focus off. No, middle. Hang on. Man. Well, you just told us you were fourteen <laughs> during COVID, and COVID was last week. So <laughs> come on, mate. We're, we're all getting old, but um, but you know, what, what is that like for you guys? Is it you know within the playing group and generally, what do you think across the league? It it is the first time the Next Star program really feels like it's got some serious legs. I reckon like it's obviously been um quite the pathway for a few players to the to the big show. Now just about every team has one. Mm. It's, I mean, I'm I'm interested to see how Tui's handling it, but it's for us, it's it's it, it's awesome. Like mm. you know, you have cool people coming through to have a look at this guy, and he's a good guy. So I think that that goes a long way. That like helps, I, I think it would be a, yeah, yeah. a different question if he had uh, a you red know, bag in the house. Yeah. yeah, bit of a red personality, but it's a. Uh, I mean, it's great for us. It, it's a lot of outside noise, though, not that I'm dealing with, but like it's a media circus. Yeah. Like, you feel it, Alex? From how are you dealing with it? Yeah. Uh, I do acknowledge it's there, um, but I kind of just like look at it and then just kind of yeah. move on. Um, nothing like even if it's great stuff they're saying or bad yeah. stuff, try and just acknowledge it and then move on. Um, you, you, you know, you obviously you're not blind, you're not deaf, mm. you know, so it's a factor, but. You know, look, this is a this is sport, man. It's you're only as good as your last go, you know. Um, and uh, that's that's you got to stay in the moment, I guess. It's not, not I'm not here to give anyone advice about that stuff, but it's it's a I think it's a great grounding if you're getting that sort of coverage and exposure. It's a great grounding to be able to switch that off. You learn to switch that off, and that's what it's going to be key for. I think. Did anything prep you for? You know, this journey that you're on, and. Every game, there's some scout from America and deciding where you are in a pecking order, and it changes based like games. It's so reactive, and yeah, like you, you, do you just ignore it? Like, do you? How do you? Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's it's something that I kind of to get to where I want to get. I understand that's a part of it, but like a few years ago, I kind of just didn't understand the whole business side of it and how 
intricate it is between ranking players and the things that matter and like how centimeters on their height or wingspan can define where you are and all this kind of stuff. So that's like learning that is really fascinating to me and I'm just kind of a curious person. So it's interesting to see, see how they, they go about that thing. And then I think just like, it's hard to not notice the scouts and the, the kind of where people see you are, see you like ranked. And then if they think you're going to be here next year, if they think you're like overrated, if you're not so not performing well, it's hard, it's hard to put that away, but I think the biggest thing is just like focus on one day at a time and understand that if, if you don't have a good day tomorrow, the next week won't be the same if you if you don't perform. So I think like the whole system that we have in the Kings has been great and guys like Jordy and the older the older guys like Bruce and stuff have been super cool and just talking to them and they're just so easy going that it kind of helps me and kind of any nerves or pressure I was feeling kind of eases that mm. off for sure. Thanks, man. You haven't seen anything yet. No, we're going to pile on there. <laughs> we're going to really pile on. No, that's good, mate. It's, it's you know, it's, uh, as I said, I said in the pod a couple of weeks ago, I'm, I initially, in the first years of the program, uh, you know, not sure about this, but I think the fact that the spread of talent across the league now and is there, and I'm curious about one thing. When you go out on court, you know, who we got this week? We got Melbourne United. No, so you're going to give Huck Porty a kick in the kicking the ass along the way you try to get a point on him just to make a point or they've given you the list of names yeah like obviously anyone you see across from you, you're going to try and yeah. go at um, but another next stars yeah have a little bit of extra in it yeah there know? might be a little extra there for sure yeah. um and then obviously being melbourne united a great team it's definitely yeah. going to be a, an intense game it will be it will be it's another scene you've not that's you this will be your first time down there yeah first time down there actually yeah, it's a zoo it is a it is Taronga Park Zoo's gone to Melbourne. Seriously, yeah. it's crazy down there. But uh, it's going to be a great game. And so we've we, we, so just to recap on the weekend, we had a couple of wins. It was been, mm. we've sort of kept rolling. It's pretty good. Happy Living with well. it all. It, I mean, we turned a corner there at the end. What what do you make of that? That's, yeah, that's kind of our first uh, heart stopper, so to speak. Yes, that a yeah. um, <laughs> you should try big where I sit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how'd you feel with that? Like I I've been privy to a few times the kings have done that but that was probably your first encounter of all right we're probably not got that team exactly where we want them down the yeah. stretch but we turned it turned it into a good result yeah i think there's something about i don't know if it's just the sydney kings or playing at home but there's always just that feeling that like we're gonna be fine like looking at the scoreboard we'll be fine like something's gonna happen and then you get a little bit closer and it's a little bit oh and then i remember i was looking at Jalen on the on the um on the bench and I was like, I kind of gave him a little nod and he was like, yeah, like Jalen was, Jalen Galloway was just there. He didn't give me any reaction, but I just saw in his eyes. <laughs> he not even like, played it. He said he's all right. Yeah. He's going to be all right. Um, and then, yeah, I kind of like, we do those kind of drills at training all the time, being down X or up X. So I think uh, that's what I went into. I went into the mode of like, we've done this before. It's, it's a game, but we've also done the drills that have, have put us into this situation. So I kind of had that trust and then. Obviously, some big plays, some big moments. DJ with a big steal, and then mm. yeah, it was big time getting that. No, great. Brisbane were tough. Mm. They're mm. they're they're turning into something. They're, really together, they're a problem. They? Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be a harm wrestle. Whoever comes up against those guys, they're well coached and they'll find their way. They, we we just I think we got a little lucky personally. We, we'll take that one. It's an ugly W, but we'll like we like them anyway. They're all good. They'll count the same. You bet. How do you feel being on the court versus off the court in those? crunch time moments as in like on the bench like i'm coming from a place of if i'm out there it just feels like another basketball 
game zero zero whatever it is. If but I'm if you're watching, watching it, yeah, like I wasn't out there closing it out last game, yeah. Hearts racing, yeah, feeling like a little lightheaded at points. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like it's, it's hard not to be out there. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think nerve wracking. Yeah, I think basketball players are kind of designed as soon as you cross the line, you're just in game mode. So it is weird, even if you're watching other NBL games or just on the bench of the games, you do mm. you see things a bit differently and the emotions taken out of it. Obviously, the adrenaline's still there, but it's not the game time reactions in that sense. But yeah, there is something about watching other games and. Just being on the banks, it's a little bit more nervous. But as soon as you get on the court, you're, you're back into it and locked in. Yeah. Now, we pride ourselves on not too much X's and O's. So we sort of, we're, we're digging in there. But let's talk about you a little bit. So it's well reported now, the military family. Was that, what was that like? To, like, was it, was it like a regiment at home? Were you like, was it military at home as well? Or did your mum and dad go to work and then come home and relax and let you run wild? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think there is a big... Um, a, there's a big thought that I was in this like regimented home, but <laughs> to me, my childhood was so chill. Just I wanted to be regimented. Life. I want you to go, yeah, yeah. Like I used to make my Wake bed, and I could bounce a twenty cent coin off it to make. Mum sure would be so upset if I said that we had all these like laws in the house. You had you to make do it this. Up. You Let's make it but up. Required. But nah, <laughs> yeah, I wish. Um, no, we had a chill upbringing. Mum and Dad had to travel a little bit with work. Um, my dad. I lived in Belgium, in Europe for three years, actually. So dad got posted over there. So. Oh, the pom frites, good. You like those? Oh, unreal. <laughs> yeah, they're good, yeah, unreal. Belgium can do potato chips, don't 100%. you worry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like time of my life with the travel and the kind of opportunities they've been able to present to me. Yeah. But I, I had such a fun childhood. I got an older brother, brother James, and my brother has a sister who's a twin, Rachel. So yeah. I was getting picked on the whole time. But looking back on it, I loved it so much. Yeah. Just being around that and the environment was so good like mum and dad always warm always welcoming just wanted me to have fun playing sports so yeah it was it was awesome well there was a carton of twoies at the game on sunday there was a whole bunch of your mob there absolutely had an awkward moment did you hear about it at all no your sister was there and i was kind of being introduced to people and then she was standing next to a young man i said oh you must be alex's brother don't think it was your brother. Wow. <laughs> I think it might have been a boyfriend or yeah, something. Yeah, that would have been Sam. She like, wanted to stab my eyes out. I oh. can tell right now. I, I, I apologise as quickly as I couldn't get out of there. But um, boy, oh boy, I, I crossed the line with your sister, I can tell you. I, now, I know now what you detangled with when you were a kid. That's very funny. No, Rachel would have been – she would have found that so funny. And Sam – She didn't show that. Yeah, no, that's that, – I can imagine that. Sam, yeah, Sam, that's my, my sister's partner. He's right. a legend, so – my brother usually gets up, but he's, yeah, I, I have all the height in the family, so I'm right. very lucky in that sense. My brother is about 6'2", but he still plays, a bit of a sharpshooter. How's it, if you're, if you're, where are you at on the scale? Like, if you're, a, you're an eight, what's he, is he, is he a four? What's he, like, you know, one-on-one, -on -one you got him, you're all over him, it's all over, it's done? 100%. Now, at this point, but. Just down the barrel there. Yeah, 100%, James, man. <laughs> I don't even have to tell him. <laughs> and then all his friends know as well. We'll be playing games with him and his friends will be making fun of him because they, they know that I'd take him. But, no, he was big. And growing up, I can't tell you how many times I used to cry in the backyard, like bawling my eyes out. Tell I, us about it. I used to think that I was like the man, like I'm going to be an NBA player <laughs> when I was like, I was eight and my brother's like six years older than me. Just why can't I beat him? Like yeah. all this, all that. So, man, there are some tough times. Mum having to console me in the backyard because I'm just 
Oh, I used to lose oh, my yeah. mind. But are you the youngest, George? I'm the eldest. Can't you you're tell? The yeah, you're yeah. the bully. You're the one that picks yeah, on the I'm other. The, I'm the youngest bully. of five. I was a carer. <laughs> I took care. I was everyone under my wing. Yeah. Did you? You've got a little brother. Two little brothers and a little sister. Did you dominate them on the court? Um, well, they're all. Everyone's a bit of an independent personality, so I think the. I, I started basketball late, but but. By that time, I'd kind of carved that path, and so right. it's like they're not going to. They walk didn't that follow. Path. You. No, 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 no. You went your own way on the basketball. They're all, you know, doing much more impressive things right. than throwing a ball in a hole. One's okay. a doctor. One's an entrepreneurial mastermind. He's a. He was actually a great water polo player, but right. he uh, called it called it quits on the four a.m. wake ups. And, Hard um, to make a big living out of water polo, I imagine. Not unless you're uh, ready to move to Hungary or something like yeah. that. So, Tui, what was it like getting your first check? First check? Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Did you, tell me the truth. Tell us all the truth. Did you think, these people are crazy. They paid me to play basketball. Yeah, absolutely. I think anyone that plays basketball is such a privileged position, but to see it kind of there, it feels like, it feels weird just knowing that, oh, like, I can actually do stuff with this. Yeah. It was pretty cool. But did you blow it all on did you Fortnite buy skins yeah, or what did you, you get? Do? What did I buy? Oh. You must have bought something. That shirt? That's, yeah. That's $5 shirt. at Lowe's? Yeah. I think it was an Xbox. I think the first okay. thing I bought was an Xbox. Um, yeah. I think that was, yeah, I played Xbox growing up and that sort of thing. And yeah. You just wanted to felt like own. the right purchase. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so let's, you know, projecting forward, life's, you know, everything goes where you want to go. You might find yourself in the association at some point. Married kids. Yeah, let's talk. Go. Let's start with let's start with tattoos. Where where are you going? What do you got planned? My mother would behead me if I got a tattoo. I uh, went back in the military. <laughs> Here we go. Here we Sorry, mum would be mum would love if I got. A... I don't know <laughs> if you can say behead nowadays. Uh, so it'd be a it'd be a it'd be a uh, uh, well it'd be probably a mercy killing because it'd be a horrible death otherwise if, when she got finally got older. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so was, no ink. You're not going to go the ink route. Hypothetically, mm. let's Ooh. say hypothetically, if I got a tattoo, guillotine to your head. Where would you? Yeah, you got you got to get it done. What do you got? Are you and you talking bicep? You talking? I think Leg. probably somewhere hidden, like somewhere. Like chosen one on your back. Chosen like one. Yeah. yeah. The okay. chosen one, that'd be cool. That would be Maybe cool. Maybe I'll get a little crown, like a little Sydney Kings crown. Yeah. Wow. And then we can just get all the players just. Yeah. It can go yeah. right next to the Next Stars barcode on the back of my right, head. Right up you there. know that the Sydney Kings once upon a time were offered complimentary tattoos from none other than. Really? Is that off a stand? True story. The Championship only, tats. The only, the only rule was that it had to be the Hoops Capital. And it's got to be on the inside of the bicep, yeah. the most painful place you can get it. No takers yet? Every single person got one. I got one. Oh, I got just one. Smitty, actually. You one. actually have one? Yeah, I got one. Well, wow, I need yeah. to see this. I haven't oh, seen yeah. it. Take yeah, your shirt later, off. Later, later, <laughs> later, later, later. On Sunday at the game, we'll, I'll So it's, it's solely just you. When we first saw it, it was in the post-game song, yeah. and the shirt came off, and we were like, whoa. Oh, my goodness. It was the biggest opening since the Harbour Bridge, mate, Yeah. when I took yeah. that shirt off. Wow. Crazy. Crazy stuff. Do the podcast know about the song? Uh, Not the the song itself, but oh, what we do the, in the locker room. Yeah, I think generally the there would be an awareness of the double clap Ric Flair at the end, but not the intricacies of the song or yeah. how we change it up every week with a new rap. Yeah, but uh, well, every week, well, when we win, I should say. Would you call it a rap, Tui? It's a rhyme, maybe. It's there's bars involved. Yeah. I'm actually thinking of reworking it a bit. You've, you've done really door. well. It, mm. It's rhymed, I think, every 
yeah. week so far this year, I've which is a good. Thinking, that's a good development. I've been thinking about my lyrics. I'm, we're going to work on it. I'm going to come up with some stuff that's going to be. It could be an album. It could be yeah. an just album. you alone in a studio, just coming up. With then they'll come in. Sydney Kings Sydney Kings together. <laughs> Sydney Kings Christmas album. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> recorded in this studio. Zell can be Zell can be the uh, creative muse. Yeah, he'll I would love say. that. Uh, Sydney Kings wedding songs. So, mate, uh, the other one I want to ask you about, and I know Geordie's got a bunch of stuff we're going to run through, but um, the the COE is it is it becoming is it pressure there? Is there pressure to the Dyson Daniels, the Josh Greens, the guys that have gone before you, and there's many before that, of course, but the more recent ones. Do you feel a sense of pressure to guys that are there and the girls that are there, I guess, that want to get after it and they want to emulate that? Yeah, I think I think there is a form of pressure, but I feel like from my time there, and I'm sure Geordie can comment, I think for me it was more of a opportunity to get there. It wasn't an entitlement to get there. I think there was so much more, at least for me, to, for me there to be to get to that level. Um, there are obviously some kids that are super talented um, and that can probably do it with maybe less work. But I think for me, it was just a big thing of they work so hard to get there. Why can't I do the same thing? Um, so I, t- I think that is, I guess you can call that a pressure being at that, at that mm-hmm. kind of level and the people around you and the facilities you have access to. Maybe there was a pressure for you to succeed. But I think the pressure for me was kind of on myself to try and make it as far as I can and kind of make the program proud and hopefully be one of those mm. names one day, just strive into that. Mm. Besides me, who are the guys that players are looking up to or coaches are pointing to as examples of Australian basketball players that have paved the way or gone to college, NBA, NBL? Yeah, uh, obviously number one, Geordie Hunter. Right. Yep. Yeah. They also, it's cool, they put in in the locker room, they have a, like a big wall up the top of all the NBA players they've had so far and it says like who's next at the end, so a pretty cool touch they have but the amount of names that get mentioned I'm sure not even the most high profile names but guys that were just good people had great leadership skills or um, the staff there will flip the flip a button and just call out a name that people might not have heard of but just kind of describe the legacy they left there and mm, that's some, not why I mentioned <laughs> more it's way more exciting when, what does he get mentioned for then <laughs> he gets mentioned for the luscious looks the, the really yeah most attractive yeah mighty clark <laughs> mighty clark would be letting me know he was awful all basketball right. but boy was right. right. <laughs> <laughs> we're in trouble here oh, that's goodness. huge trouble was it and did did you live in did you live in or you say you got kicked out of home you went and stayed there yeah so the, in the pods the pods yeah right where were you I was in GG66 was my first dorm, so that's the top level. What color? Green. Right. Um, is that across the way, or is that first first cab off the rank? First cab off the rank. And you walk down on the left side, on down, or on the down right on side? the right. On the right. So you go through the courtyard yeah, into yeah. there. On the corner, the right corner. Yeah. yeah. I had the best the best rooms at the bottom level because you can get anywhere quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah when you're in danger. <laughs> yeah. Safety. Fire. There's a fire safety. But we, when we had a ground floor one time, we had COVID was going on, so we weren't allowed to go to the actual courts. So we got we set up a we taped a laundry basket to one of the the balconies, and then from the ground floor we played basketball in this like tiny ten feet by ten feet little court with masks on. With masks on, we played That's basketball against thing. each other. With the coaches or like the just us, yeah, yeah, just the players isolating. But yeah, we had. We oh, had you had 
you had COVID, like the group had COVID. No, 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 no. COVID was spreading. We didn't have any COVID okay, amongst fine. us. How was the relationship with the other sports back then was good? Anyone there? Yeah, it's Volleyball? not like, like I heard Bogut and stuff saying that there were so many different yeah, sports yeah, there. Yeah. Um, it's not so much like that. There are a bunch of volleyballers and there's some tension from what I remember between the basketballers and the volleyballers. Really? Romantic tension or? Mm, bad tension. Right. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. That's dope. But I think that's good. I think that's good having a competitive environment. I mm -hmm. thought it brought the boys closer together. Yeah. The, the academy having something to unite against this. Is it volleyball? Is that That's volleyball's had it coming is, is, there, yeah, is, there a, is there a natural antipathy between volleyball and basketball generally? Do they just want to be basketballers and we just want yeah. to be volleyballers? Or? Maybe that's the, the subconscious thing. Yeah. Mm. I feel like there's just, if you ask a normal person, would you rather be an NBA player or a pro volleyball player? I feel like they might, <laughs> might lean one way or the other. Yeah, we're not, we're not gonna, this is not helping our volleyball audience grow. No, we just lost our right Volleyball now. Australia <laughs> sponsorship. <laughs> Man, um, get you. I was second floor red. Um, so down the main hallway, yeah. opposite dining hall. Mm. And what's the high school did you go to? So I went to Marist in Canberra before um, Lake G, and then I went to Lake G. All right, so you got kicked out of Marist as well. Yeah, had to had to move. I wanted to stay there, but the time driving between the academy and it's Canberra, mate. It's about 15 minutes. That's Canberra. what I mean. Come on. 15 minutes. And then now here having to drive 40 minutes is, is very different. Right. I wasn't, um, I'd graduated high school when I went down there. So I was actually the guy doing the school drop-offs in the morning. That's sick. Yeah. Were I had you? To, yeah. I had to drive the van, drop all the kids at Lake G. Say, have a good day, Your everybody. Giving them their packed lunch. Yeah, my teammates. <laughs> That's uh, the best. Mummy loves you. Yeah. I lived on campus there in 85, 84, 86 and 87. Right. I was a, they, back then there was, everyone was there. There was oh, so all Bogues the sports was there. there. In the 80s? Yeah. So right. I was there. I, I was <laughs> studying at UC or the old CCAE then, Canberra College of Advanced Education. And uh, I got a job at the AIS and it was just heavily populated with athletes. It was all the sports were there really. Netball, basketball, swimming. Soccer was there. It was really, it was. Any Olympic sport. It was, and um, the big tension was athletics. Between the, athletics. The athlete, athletics and, and everyone, everyone else. else. And everyone else. And the ringleader was a bloke called David Colbert. Oh, David. He was a, he was a class A troublemaker, that fella. Terrific bloke. But uh, back then he was a bit of a troublemaker. Yeah. Could run a mean But it was the, they, they, they called themselves, so they said they were the true athletes and everyone else were real athletes. Because the, they were athletics, you know. So yeah, I've seen firsthand the po the politics of youth in a living environment like that's that. That's a bit of an oversimplified opinion, I think. I think he's, I, I, well, but he believed it when he said it. So that's important. That's really, really important. Where is he now? No. Where is he now? Oh, uh, well, Dave's done all right. He's got a sort of a media career and um, Joke's funny on fella and calls Olympics and athletes, athletics. Still, uh, still believes, I think. Now the real sportsman doing the four by one. <laughs> yeah. And so, mate, um, tell us about uh, your, if you have a dream destination in the NBA, what team would it be? Ooh. Do you want location and fit or just everything? Oh, you Whoa. know, if you, what was your, who's your NBA team? Who's, oh. Who's, who've always loved? What was it? Supersonics. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good question. I didn't really have a team. I used to change, but the first team was probably the Clippers with uh, – Really? Yeah, when Blake Griffin was throwing down all those logs and stuff, man, jumping oh, over Kiers and that stuff was, like he was that. my favorite player when he was there, like in the whole NBA. Oh, how sick! I used to wear his shoes. 
yeah. the super flies. Mm-hmm. They're about to blow it up probably, man, so you can yeah. maybe slot right in there. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, we had the GM of the clips in here yesterday, I think. It was a training. That was oh. for me, not for Dewey. Yeah, that's yeah. What you weren't. You, they are Blake Griffin replacement. Yeah. I've already I've worn that bloke off. I've said, don't come near my boy Tui. We're not having that. Not having yeah. that he wants to be a Sydney King, not a stupid clipper. Well, so you're 19, so you've got another three years of eligibility for the draft, right? I think something like we'll, that. We'll enjoy that having you here that time. <laughs> Thanks, thank you. The documents I'm about to sign. We'll pay uh, you with an education. Daniel Baldwin's going to ring me in about 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you look into that? Like, it's, it's there's so much turnover in that league. How do you sit back and go, all right, where am I going to fit in? Where am I going to have opportunity right away or opportunity to grow and how, how do you even sift through that yeah it's it's hard it's like the nba basketball in general is growing so much um the nba you can see just how much it grows each year same with the nbl here um i think like as you, as a young kid you just think oh i'm gonna be the best player on this team wherever i go when you're young um and then you realize the chances of getting there aren't as high and then you realize what you got to do to get in there and if you get in there, you're probably not going to have the ball in your hands straight away. You got to find your ways to influence the game. So I think maybe subconsciously, that's kind of a part of my game. Is if I don't have the ball in my hands, how can I help kind of influence winning and help the team in that sense? So I think in that sense, I'd see myself fitting in as kind of like a shooter. Um, I think you got to be able to shoot to play in the NBA. So being able to stretch out the defense and then. Being able to play off the closeout, so if I do get a catch, being able to go straight away and um, not necessarily having to use 100 moves to get by someone, but be able to be able to use my size and just finish over the top of people, go through some people. You'll go where LeBron goes? I'll go where LeBron goes. Me, Bronny, and LeBron <laughs> James. And Daddy. The boys. Yeah. <laughs> I guess ultimately someone gives you a buzz and you don't go, oh, sorry, oh, mate. I was actually kind of waiting yeah. for a call from LeBron. Oh, yeah. But thanks for the offer. Yeah. It's a uh, kind of it's a beggars can't be choosers arrangement. Yeah, unless the Sydney Kings, of course, come back into the the picture and match. You never yeah. know. You match never know. The offer. You never know. We're Show we, we're working money. on it, man. We're working on it. We're working on it. Look, no, look, it's it's all great part of uh, the process you're involved in, and but it's a journey, man. You know, it's it's a really tough road you're starting, and uh, hopefully this is a real good lay down to get get into that get into that mode, buddy. Mate, it's a it's sports a wild ride. It's a wild, wild ride at many levels. So it's a you hang on to your hat, your bridge climb hat. Yeah, hang on, strap Clip it on, it on. Clip strap it on, because it it on. On, it's going to be a wild one. I can tell you right now. So how are you feeling about the year coming up, the season coming up? You you you're all right. You reckon reckon we're tracking okay? Yeah, feeling good. I think obviously each game matters, but I think the biggest thing is. Regardless of the result, I think just the learning from each game um, and mood, our coach is big on. We should be the best team at the end of the season when the the game's really on the line. So obviously, got to win the games to put ourselves in the position to succeed there. But when it gets down to those few grand final, semi final games, that's when you really got to be at your best. And everything mm. before that, when you get to that point, is null and void. All right. Now, mate. Every week we have a little bit of a. Ask for an envelope. We'll read a question. What number would you like today? That was a long intro from us. It was. <laughs> we got there. Wow. Yeah, Pick okay. a number. Uh, three. Three. Okay. Yeah. Great choice. Well, yeah, they're in front of you, three. mate. So just one, and you just uh, grab it. Number three. Oh. Get number three, and you can read. If you can, if you can read, we'd welcome you to read the question. I dropped number one, but that's fine. That's okay. 
What would you do if you didn't play basketball? That's a great question. Who thought of that? It's a good question. It's a real question. Yeah, just tell me it. Oh, no, answer it. Um, oh, would you be in the military? Maybe. Maybe I'd go to a U.S. military basketball school. Right. Like Army. Like West Point or something like that. Is that like the that. end of it? I think that's actually a thing. <laughs> it's it's West, West, yeah. West Point's an officer's school, right? Yeah. I don't think it's a... You come out with yeah, a... Yeah. Army, Army, Navy, or would you go Army, Navy, or Air Force? Army. Army. Yeah. Scared of heights? Scared of heights. Scared of The drawing. bridge. Yeah. Um, but no, I'd probably do something in sports. I'd probably be a cricket player, I'd say. Cricket. Bit of a first love there, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, what was your what was your shtick in cricket? What was your what was your your bowler batter? Fast bowler. Uh, fast bowler. Fast. Put it in there. Chin music. Yeah. Bowling bowling beamers of people. Couldn't bat for anything. I could bat at the junior level, but that was when everyone did everything. Uh, um, everyone's an all rounder. Yeah, I could see myself maybe a bit of a Cam Green kind of. He's my favorite. He's my favorite. Really man. big yeah. fella as well. Yeah. Cam Green, he's yeah, he, cricketers are big nowadays, you know, apart from Dave Warner, all yeah. respects to Dave, but you yeah. know, they're they're all sizes, but uh, yeah, the bowlers are big boys, yeah, big fellas, yeah. Mitchell Stark, is your ass big enough because that's the feature of a, of a show of a, us cricketer, yeah. the but, fast that. bowlers have big butts, <laughs> that, was, that was seems to be what yeah, I always used to understand, yeah, you big got a big, 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 big rear, that's right. Yeah. Now, who's your favorite? Your favorite, my pro favorite dumper, yeah, I'm old. Yeah. So DK Lilly yeah. is my probably childhood hero. You know him as um, DK? No, I didn't know. I've never met the bloke, actually. Right. I've never met Dennis Lilly. Um, DK Lilly, loved him. Um, yeah, I'd say Lilly was my, my uh, yeah, who didn't love Dennis Lilly? The, the moustache, the whole thing, the hair on the chest, yeah, the whole look, you know. Different scene back then, but uh, yeah, pretty wild times for cricket. When men were men. World Cut Series well. cricket, all that sort of stuff, yeah. It was... <laughs> So there was. Uh, so who's your favourite cricketer? My favourite cricketer is either Michael Clarke or Mitchell Johnson. Really? Yeah. Mitch Johnson. Mitch Johnson with the handlebars, 2013-14. Really? Firing Tore him England's heart out. Man. Awesome. I was read the other day. I'm not, I didn't read the other day. I sort of remember reading a story about uh, there was an Australian soccer player called Christian Vieri. Grew up here in Sydney in Bankstown. But ended up playing his entire career in Italy and Europe and had a massive career. I think, I, look, I might be wrong, but I think he might have actually played for Italy in the World Cup. I don't think he played for Australia, I think. Yeah. I could stand corrected. But I remember reading the story that he was being interviewed on Italian television once about, you know, his life. And, you know, probably back then it was like a pot, I guess. But and they said, who's his favourite sportsman? He said, Alan Border. Wow. <laughs> he's Italian. Italian no idea what, he, what are you okay. talking about? Didn't yeah. know, never heard of him. So. Yeah. So yeah, so it's uh, it, it, when it, cricket gets in you, and you know it's uh, it's hard to hard to get it out of your blood. It's you know as much as we're a summer sport with the NBL, mm. I do secretly watch a little bit of cricket. Mm. I do enjoy it. When did you slow up on the cricket? Yeah, as basketball took off. Yeah, kind of around the first Oz camp. I think I was thirteen or fourteen. Um, During COVID. Yeah. <laughs> did your cricket coach get upset? Uh there was like an academy in New South Wales that. Um, was probably the next step that I would have taken. I'm not sure what that means, just playing for yeah. them or something. But I don't think so. I think Dad was a bit upset because Dad loves cricket and Dad oh. thought I was going to be his go-to cricketer. But yeah. he's all right. Just figuring out the basketball thing. Oh, he's speak. all right. I think your old man's And your okay relationship in the afternoon. Yeah, after after not playing cricket, he's still, <laughs> nah, I love you, Dad. together. Yeah. 
don't they, know. They get around. They follow you around, don't they? They they get around a lot of games. Yeah, mum and dad, they've been up and about. Dad, this is a story about the shirt. Dad, he told me before last game or when he last lost, he said, he's got to start wearing his wine shirt. And we haven't, because we used to win whenever he wore it. And now he got back on it and we've started playing well. You told him to keep wearing it, please. Yeah, I told him to keep wearing it. I wonder it. how many people in the crowd have some sort superstition? of weird superstition. Oh. Like every time I paint my toenails, we get this done. Yeah. What about you two? You must be superstitious. I'm a little stitious. Little stitious, yeah. What's your, hey, respect. What's your, what's your little stitch? Um, I am listening to the same songs when I get in the car. Right. To the, it feels pretty boring though. It's pretty <laughs> Same songs every week or you've got a set playlist for that week? No, every game. No, it's just, there's three songs and the drive from my place to you know Kudos the songs? is about 40 minutes. Do I know the songs that I've listened to before every game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, is it like a secret if you just tell us? Just give me a second. No, no, no. Mm. It, I start off with uh, Working Class Man by Jimmy Barnes. Cole Chisel. Cole Chisel. Love that. I don't know. I don't know who Jimmy Barnes. You kidding me? <laughs> no, nah, oh I, oh nah, I don't know what the song is, but I know who Jimmy Barnes. Yeah. Oh, I'm then I'm out. I'm out. COVID. God. Um, and then I hit "Stairway to Heaven" by Led Zeppelin. Right. Um, and then I hit a more obscure Fleetwood song called uh, "Silver Springs," which is my favorite song ever. And then it's kind of a mixed bag of whatever I'm right. kind of vibing, kind of picking six or seven songs from the so same bag. That's, of so that's your favorite song ever. Yep. What about you two? Are you superstitious? Superstition, if you have one, it's cool not to. And favorite music song, what do you got? My superstition probably be I always have to take my right ankle before I take my left. Um, And then there's just like little things like if I go to the bathroom, if I flush, like do I have to flush or not flush or – like all this random. That's you. That's been leaving those big. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't no, think no. this is helping your draft stock. <laughs> yeah, cut that. Cut that. <laughs> no, it's doing plummets, uh, leaves poos in toilets. He's now out to 404. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should um, But when like, like the most random stuff, like as I'm walking, if I, if I have this before a game, if I have that before a game, I don't want to get to the glove level of glove. Madness, I have to have madness. like a meal, a madness. certain meal. Yeah, crazy. He's crazy. Um, yeah, he takes it too far, but yeah. <laughs> I just like every time I think I'm like, if I do this, will I play well tonight? Or if I right. do this, so you're still looking for superstition. So if you find something that works, you'll stick with it. Yeah, but I'm trying to not because I'm trying to just be like, no matter what happens, right. I do on the day, it won't affect how I play because we did all this training, blah blah. blah but it's hard not to think. Blah blah blah. blah. It's hard not to take my right ankle first. It's hard not to let him take my right ankle. I mean, the superstition just naturally comes for me. I feel. And you tape yourself. You're a self self starter there. Yeah. Really? Get, yeah. You don't let the physios get hold of you. You do it yourself. Sometimes. That's not an anti physio statement, right? No, a, no, no. Love love Dave, our physio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sometimes I'll tape. Sometimes I let them tape. But I think when I let them tape, I play bad. So I didn't let them tape since then. So right. self tape. Keep doing it, mate. Yeah. I, don't care. I found yeah. when I tape myself. <laughs> My, I throw my back out. I see you doubled <laughs> over like with a foot up on the chair and your low back. And <laughs> <That's> like, <right. laughs> uh, got to lie down. Yeah. Arms spread. Uh. Oh, I think everyone has it. I, my one right now is I'm parking in a particular spot. What number? I'll take it next game. I'm not telling you. But, uh, no, I, I do see the numbers when I come yeah, in. I'm like, mm, should that's I? my mum's birthday. <laughs> oh, that's a good even number. I do nah, think that. Just a location. I drive right in underneath. I don't park out in the open area. Mm. I park, I go right back deep inside the parking area and park right at the end. And so no one can hear you when you cry. There's a bit of that. but uh, Or scream or if <laughs> necessary. But uh, but no, that's generally that's where I'm at right now. But I've, yeah, We have a seating arrangement where we sit. 
Chris Pongrass has to sit next to me. And real trouble if that doesn't happen. Uh, he had COVID last year or when, when, when that was all happening and he missed a game and it was weird not having my boy with me and just riding it out together, complaining to each other. So it's, uh, that's probably about the full extent of our, my madness at the moment, but there's more to come. And favourite song? Favourite song? Um, Two quite disparate questions. No, nah, that's <laughs> cool. My, my all-time favourite song would be a song by Van Morrison called Into the Mystic. That's a banger. Uh, which has got one of the great lyrics in music, in my view. And at one point he rips in with, I want to rock your gypsy soul. Mm. What a love song. What a love song. What a, what a, what a way to That sounds like it. it's about Stevie Nicks. Yeah, I'm, wherever it was. Um, and, yeah, and yeah, place where I used to live in Sydney it was, it had a view of the water and there was a yacht moored out in the middle of the thing called, um, called uh, Gypsy Soul. Was the name of the boat. There you go. So Probably a little shout out. Serendipity at its best. We didn't get yours. What was your favorite mm, song? Yeah, music and song, please. Baby Shark. Ooh. Sweet Child of Mine. Whoa. Really? Or. Can you give uh, us a few bars? Or Careless Whisper. Bro, Careless Whisper? Yeah, no, there's one part of the song that's just so sick. <laughs> is this like is this the original version or a. <laughs> no, the original up? version. Careless Michael, Whisper. Right? Yeah. Dude. I'm happy for you. All Thank right. you. <laughs> Okay. I think we should. Careless yeah. Whisper. Careless reckon, Whisper. How do you go from Sweet Child of Mine to Careless Whisper? How do you go to either? Why are you rocking some hip hop or something like that? Or I feel like sometimes I get too hyped that I feel like the hype's fake. Right. Burst to just a passion. Oh, this is game day song. That's, that's, deep, song that's legit. That oh. was a bar, dude. Oh. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> I think you're agreeing with me saying that it's it's fake hype. It's not, it's not the real thing. Oh, sometimes if I listen to. Money for nothing sometimes ends up in the rotation. Yeah, the start of that song when the guitar comes yeah. in. Yeah, that was at our. I'll have like ring full, presentation. Yeah, yeah. I got goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, I'll have full. I'm just driving like half an hour from the stadium, like full goosebumps, ready to run through a brick wall. <laughs> like I better, I better ease into this a little bit more yeah. than I'm peaking right now. Yeah. By the time I get to the game, I'm like too tired. Need yeah. more dire straits. Hey, uh, what was it like when Mood told you you're gonna start first game? What was that? Did that feel like? Yeah, it was cool. It was. Uh, it was in training and stuff, like you, you can think about it like the teams that they put on and the mm. one team versus the other team, you can look at it like that. But I kind of figured that no matter what team I was on, it's all depends what he thinks on the day. Mm. And um, luckily enough, got the opportunity to start my first game, which was big. And then, yeah, I think just the fact that came from training and then he felt confident enough to put me out there was, yeah, it felt special. Mm. Oh, that's great. We're lucky here. We have two sponsors. We have Harvey Norman and Road. If you're not aware, did I throw that in there? <laughs> just to poke that in yeah. just to say, look, follow through. Absolutely. I think we brought it from the top. We did. We did. We haven't, it, we haven't forgotten about what's our What's the great Instagram sponsors. handle? What's the, what is it? It is, a, it is a great way to keep in touch with this, uh, this podcast mm. of ours. Um, besides sliding into Tui's DMs with, these, uh, with your feedback, <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram at Hoops Capital Pod. Pod. It's a great follow. Hoops Capital Pod. And... Um, yeah, find us on socials if you want to stay up to date with all this nonsense. And uh, we have a bit of a, a gimmick to finish off here, a bit of a starting five for you, Tui. Um, this is off the cuff, so sorry if it's too, uh, too deep catalogue for you to unpack on the spot. But we want to – not your top five. It's You're building a starting five basketball team, roles and everything for your point guard through centre. And uh, – your topic is an easy one. It's Australian cricket scandals. Oh, that's a that's a good one. That's there's a, a lot of them. 
There's a lot of them going It's a deep catalog. Yeah. Um, but I need Sandpaper Gate. Yeah. What else you got? Well, that's a good place to start. What? What? Yeah. Yeah. Where does World Series? Where's Where's Sandpaper Gate sit? I feel like point guard. You got to run the team. So I think you got to set the tone of the team, and I think it's the biggest scandal in Australian cricket. I think it involves the guys running the team. They all lost their yeah. Strips. They were anti point guards. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Point guard. Sandpaper gate. Right. All right. Big thing. Big drama. But I think yeah. Set the tone. The captains obviously. At the time, made the wrong decision, but I think Steve Smith obviously redeemed himself. You um, reckon? I reckon. But not David Warner. David Warner as well with this ODI has been good. Um, yeah, I think they've redeemed themselves. And then shooting guard. Knockdown shooter. Knockdown shooter. Style, maybe even guarding the opposition's point guard. Oh, okay. I go Interesting. I'm going to go the underarm. The underarm ball. Because, well, yes. because they did it once and it was 100%. Effective, so it's it knocked down, down and knocked it's still down. coming up as well. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, that's a big one. That's a great choice. I mean, I just that's amazing. That's I, a great front I just court. recall that, yeah. Well, how could you forget it really? But it didn't spring back to mind, yeah. I was caught up in Sandpaper Gate. Um, Did they really ever think, like, what were they thinking? Like, you know, they were, no trying, to revo- they were trying to revolutionize the game, so, well, they certainly <laughs> they certainly did that, yeah. They struck a chord, all right. So, we've got we've got two down, three to go. What do you think? Number three, a recent one, the stumping of Johnny Best, though. Mm, that's versatile. Yeah. As your three man. Yeah. That's that, that will live Because it can go both ways. It can go Correct. offensive, and then we got to defend our, our team for doing the right, the right thing. Yeah. yeah. That's very, very good. That was iconic. That was a Excellent. great. I just can't believe the Poms were so upset. And then the day after, there were videos of Johnny Best doing the exact same thing. It hurt. It, it, it hurt his case a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, well, let's let's never let let's never let hypocrisy get in the way of a good story. Yeah, so we'll, <laughs> we'll go with that. What's a what's a four man these days? Uh, I'm They're also go, a bit versatile, bit bit of guard skills, bit of big skills. Yeah, I'm gonna go controversial because I think people just aren't sure what a four man is today. So great answer. I'm gonna go Merley, Merley, way back when oh, he chucked the, it, the chucking. Yeah, well, the well the claim he chucked it. Yeah, but we're not sure if he chucked it yeah. or if he bowled it. So what is a four man? Are they are they big? Are they a guard? Are they? This wow. is the best. This is the best five five spot we've ever put together. Yeah. It's um, unbelievable. It's going really well. We'll bring yeah. it home for us with your glue guy. A little bit of everything. Five man. What what Australian cricket scandal just <laughs> ticks all the boxes? The Michael Clark yeah. and Carl <laughs> Stefanovic <laughs> Noosa. Because <laughs> you want a big man that can bang down low, <laughs> can get into it, can throw some weight around. Michael Clark was looking pretty buff in the video. Shirt off. He was swollen. Man, Pup. <laughs> <laughs> Pup has changed a few years. Pup has. Well, Pup's on air in Sydney. Big supporter of ours. I big love supporter. Pup. Yeah. Is he You've got to get him on. I love we, they got, look, let's get this organized. You're going on the show. You're going, you got to get on Pup's show. I had Michael Clark's, like, when he wore the, he had the pink handle when he hit 300 or something right. in Sydney. I replicated that so mad. Like, oh, the pink handle with no stickers on the bat. Man, I love that. How did you feel like as that was your guy growing up that was my watching guy, cricket? Pup. Like when you when you see him punching on on news.com.au, how do you feel? Yeah, it was hectic. I'm sure there's a story and whatever going on, but I just thought it was just interesting to see Michael Clark like that. I'm sure he's still a great bloke, great cricketer. Yeah, was, I just thought the torn hammy was the funniest part. He tore his hammy. Fella, yeah, yeah, he tore his hammy in the fight. <laughs> <laughs> Battle scars. 
There's some, that's another good one we should work on is, is top five celebrity fights, punch-ups. Celebrity punch-ons. We'll have to get an expert. Who do we get in? Perez Hilton. Uh, well, um, you know, Richardson celebrity former, fights. Former. Celeb- <laughs> and there's got to be fists. There's got to be. What about got slaps? To... What about pushes to the face? No, no. I mean proper, <laughs> proper rough up. I mean proper rough up. He's bringing up a king's. Uh, DJ Vizilovic. Like... <laughs> <laughs> slapped around a couple of years ago. All time celebrity. That was one of the great. He gets, <laughs> gets whacked twice, and the refs take fifteen minutes to decide. Uh, to Malice in the palace, man. They're close. <laughs> Pretty close. Oh, there's celebrity <laughs> fights. All time celebrity fights. Australian celebrity fights. That's brilliant. Uh, there's another one today. Draymond Green. That yeah, awesome. yeah. Well, what about that? Did we? We just. What, is it true? It only it was just sort of happened. It was five where we're seconds at. into the game, and it's a, there was zero zero. The scoreline zero zero. Clay Thompson was in a bit of a scuffle, and then Rudy went to get a clay break it up. It's hard to tell from the vantage I saw, yeah. and Draymond from out of nowhere off the ropes, oh, headlock for Rudy. Seen red. What is that? Must be a record, all time record. Zero zero. In a I think three of them got ejected. So that's on the spot. Or yeah, Rudy was. Play, it looked like he kept playing. Wow. So he must have been breaking it up. Well, that's not a tech, that's technically not a celebrity fight because it's on a basketball court. Yeah. How do you feel about it? If, if Draymond goes in there and punches Rudy Gobert in the, in the teeth and mm-hmm. Rudy loses teeth bleeding everywhere. Yeah. If he did that on the street, that is a, that's assault. It's assault. Yeah. But if within the four lines of a basketball Ooh. game, he can, you can, what, where's the line? If he killed Rudy Gobert, is that a crime? Well, I read today that that dude that, Got his throat cut in the ice hockey game in England. Was that not the most hectic? And oh. he's been how he's someone's apparently either been charged or someone's with manslaughter. manslaughter. Yeah, there was a bit when that video was going around. It's like there's no way that that's intentional. He looks like he's getting bumped. Then some people are like, no, you look, he's swinging his leg up. It's like yeah. ice hockey. You're not messing around with Ooh, the skates, shit. throwing your legs around. But yeah, no, he's done for manslaughter. You know what I? You know what? How we I, want all our pods to get to is talking about manslaughter. No, well, yeah, well, not violence <laughs> as such. It's not really about that, but it's um, we we you took us there, Tui. It's your fault. Thanks, Tui. You started the it. scandal cricket, just cricket. Yeah, it started. That it's a powerful starting five, I must say, in cricket. That was it, pretty great. It, it does raise the question of the best celebrity punch-ons in Australian history. Mm. Be something we should maybe we should we throw it to our viewers, our listeners, and viewers to put it back. If to you us. guys could On the follow big- us at Hoops Capital Pod and send us a DM. With your all-time celebrity punch-ons, Put Australian on the... punch-ons. Yeah, got to be Australian. Aussie celebrity yeah. punch-ons. We'll have it at the game and the voting. You got to yeah. vote for your yeah. favorite. <laughs> Everyone plug in. We'll do the footage. And everything. <laughs> All right, Tui. Any any more questions for us before we get rid of you? Anything else you want to share with the wide world? This is your first pod, right? First pod ever. What's your deepest darkest secret? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What don't you want us to know? Don't answer that. I'm nobody. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Right. Respect. Well, that's a good way to finish. So, mate, thank you, Geordie. As always, it's a pleasure. Brilliant. I've enjoyed it again. Um, we've learned something. I've learned something today about you, Alex. Um, and uh, it's all good. So, uh, mate, we're going to rock on. Get on with it. So we'll see you back in. Uh, we'll see you guys are off to Melbourne. Uh, that'll be the one. See how that goes. Take on the Dark Force. Bit of fun. That's right. That's right. Just keep just keep an eye out for any trouble. Let me know. I'll be, I'll, re, I'll be onto it for you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming in, Alex. Right. Thanks for having me. And thanks All for right. tuning in, listeners yep. and viewers who are brave enough to watch our faces rather than listen to yeah. our faces. And Live the dream. Thanks That's to Harvey Norman and, and Road and Road. We love Road. Powering us through this. All right, let's see go. See you guys next week. All right, see ya.